I'm Shahar Azani, and in the news, an Arab-Israeli delegation visits the U.S. to celebrate three years since the signing of the Abraham Accords. Earlier this month, a coalition of young Israelis and Arabs from Bahrain, the Emirates, and Morocco visited the United States together to mark three years since the signing of the Abraham Accords and to build new initiatives focused on tourism and the environment. During their visit, this unique delegation met with officials from the White House, the State Department, Congress, and the Senate, in addition to meeting representatives of think tanks, academics, faith leaders, and students, all to showcase how the agreements have changed realities on the ground, so many lives in the region for the better. This Leaders of Tomorrow program is a joint initiative of the Tel Aviv-based Israel Is and the American Jewish Committee. Joining us today to share the story of this important delegation is Nimrod Palmach. Nimrod is the CEO of Israel Is. He is devoted to cultivating leadership and harnessing the power and promise of youth to affect change. He has established numerous leadership programs throughout Israel, Zimbabwe, and the Ukraine, including strengthening young leadership along the Gaza border and Israel's southern periphery. He holds a master's degree in diplomacy and security from Tel Aviv University, and he is a combat officer in the IDF reserves. Nimrod, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to JBS. Thank you for having me. It's great being here. Um, let's start with your fascinating personal background of developing young leadership in Israel and across the globe. That sounds fascinating. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically when I finished my service to the IDF, I felt there was a huge crisis in Israel society, both as a real polarized society and also we are surrounded by different threats in within and outside of Israel. And I decided to devote my career and my passion to building new leadership, to invest in the future. So along with other friends and partners, we developed different methodologies of how to harness potential of youth uh, through identity, talent, and we created these different leadership models. Um, you know, we, we live at a time when there is sometimes you can hear in different avenues of a lot of disappointment in today's youth. You know, statements like things are not like the way they used to be What's your sense of it? It sounds like you, you were optimistic from the outset. I am. You know, whenever I meet youth, I know that there is a lot of challenges and it's different times and, you know, phones are, are like, a, like a heartbeat. But on the other hand, I really believe in their potential, in their drive. And whenever I got to face and challenge our youth, they are always facing these challenges and doing amazing things. So basically in the Gaza envelope, we realized that we can answer different social challenges by creating leadership programs on those very places. And let me just ask you this. What did you do in Zimbabwe? Same thing. We had an opportunity to help the Zimbabweans create their own leadership style, their own identity uh, in the country. This is a country that suffers from hunger, diseases, low economy, poor economy, and we decided to help out. So we learned them, they learned our methodologies here in Israel, and we co-worked to build uh, this really new uh, uh, program in Zimbabwe. And, you know, it was a fascinating idea and fascinating results. Right. Well, good for you. It sounds uh, very encouraging to see not just hopes for the future, but also people like you engaged in it. Allow me to ask you about Israel Is. 
what brought you to the organization and what's your mission? What have you been doing? So Israel is, it's an, uh, an NGO in Israel that was established seven years back in order to answer a very complicated uh, a problem, both in Israel and in the Jewish world, where is how people perceive and feeling about Israel, what they think about Israel around the world. Uh, not to say even anti-Semitism in a variety of ways, you know, soft anti-Semitism and more harsh anti-Semitism. And Israelis try to tackle this problem in a very simple way, working with young adults and youth and on a positive way. We understand that there is a majority and vast people in the world that simply don't know us. And if we'll give people just the opportunity to share their own personal story and they would do so, we can we can uh, uh, shorten the gap between us and different people and, and even countries around the world. So that's what Israelis try to do. So do you work, uh, your organization, do you work within Israel or outside of Israel? So both. Actually, we train around 20,000 young adults in Israel. Most of them are just released from the army. Oh, wow. 20,000 a year to be better ambassadors of Israel during their trip after the army or work or just touring the world, uh, we simply gave them uh, the understanding uh, that there is a problem, motivation and tools of how to face it when they're hiking and traveling around the world. Oh, that's incredible. You, you, do you feel that there is awareness to those issues among young Israelis? For instance, those um, IDF soldiers who just got out of the army and are about to embark on their next adventure? You know, this is a fascinating question. We did a survey here in Israel uh, and we asked young adults that just finished the army, how many of you think that Israel has a big problem outside? And 88% says huge problem to a point where we need to allocate more funds to tackle this problem. 54% says that they will be willing to do something about it if they will have an opportunity to. So that's the audience we are targeting. And also we want to increase this number that more and more young adults will be able to do something against anti-Semitism around the world. Well, you know, um, you're mentioning anti-Semitism, um, but then when it comes to Israel, there is also issue of perception of Israel. There is projecting anti-Semitic tropes against Israel. Uh, but specifically, I want to ask you about anti-Semitism. You know, Israelis live in Israel. They experience the realities on the ground, the Middle East, the political intricacies, the geopolitics. How prevalent or how um, how is anti-semitism or the problem of anti-semitism how present is it in their minds because they're not living the jewish life in the diaspora they have a, a very strong independent israeli existence that's enveloped in the geopolitics and the arab israeli conflict how do you ambassadize the issue of anti do they understand the scope of the problem you're right it is we live in a bubble here and our brothers in the diaspora feel this much uh, on a much larger scale than us. Right. That's why I, I use this language. But mostly, you're right. We are talking about the legitimation of Israel. And of course, when, when we Israelis go to travel abroad, we are facing things that we are not aware of. Right. Uh, you can sit in a restaurant or in a guest house having a beautiful conversation with people. The moment they, they ask, where are you from? And say, oh, I'm from Israel. People can stand up and leave the table. And you will be speechless and you will have nothing to say. And on that very point, we want to train these young soldiers that are just finishing their service to better act, to better engage, uh, to create a dialogue with other people in order to 
uh, to connect. It's like a course on diplomacy for beginners. For very beginners, yeah. Be a young ambassador of Israel. <laughs> right. I, I remember this conversation has been happening for years about wanting to do something like this and kind of like leveraging Israelis' desire to travel abroad in, in these directions, which I, I think is superb. Allow me to ask you, what kind of specific activities do you engage in? Like when you're talking about training those Israelis, what does that mean? It means that we want to give them awareness of the problem. We know Israelis are uh, preparing to their big uh, uh, trip around the world after the army. They go to India, to the east, to South America, and they prepare with the best gear. They know the best maps and where they want to go. They, they, they train everything, but they don't prepare exactly for that. Right. And we want to give them awareness, motivation, and then some tools of how to better connect people to you. How to share your own personal story, you know, story. So what, the, what does that mean, Nimrod? Workshops? Workshops, lectures, we're giving them examples. We have this very uh, nice methodology where we face them with, uh, in front of a camera. And you have a tourist talking to them and ask them difficult questions. And they have to answer it and, to, uh, uh, and, and then to drill themselves of how they are reacting to these questions. How, how big of a difference do you see from the first moment they engage until they finish your training? Uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. You, you get people that totally understand the problem. You know, we don't need to deep into the problem. They, they know that. They just need to remember, guys, it's over there. And you need to know when you travel the world, be the beautiful Israeli, not, not vice versa. Act different. Give donations to people. Don't argue too much. You know, you can also save your chutzpah a bit inside. Don't right. We also talk about that. Be Try to be a better Israeli when you go travel outside, not right. just when you encounter situations. A, a better person, really. So um, Definitely. Nimrod, aside from, you know, those training activities, what other activities do you do? For instance, you know, do you do delegations, conferences, seminars? So our global division within Israel is working along different Jewish communities around the world where basically we're coming for a full week to a community. It can be Miami or Toronto, Canada, or even Mexico. And we go through different schools, universities, communities, JCCs, and we do the same as we do in Israel. We give different lectures, workshops, and we give actual tools of how to face these challenges, both face-to-face -face and also in social media how to be better ambassadors on social media. We also do different uh, trips to campuses. We have our van, uh, uh, Reverse Mivgash. Uh, it's a cohort with, uh, with the See the Dream Foundation where we go through different campuses along the USA and we're engaging in a beautiful, positive way with different students that has no patience to Israel, that have heard so many lies about Israel. And we don't try you know, to hide anything. We talk about the complexity. Yes, it's complicated to live in Israel. Yes, there's things we would love not to face them here in Israel. But we want to show our true face here, how much we work really hard to save people's life, both the Palestinians and the Israelis. And that's what we're trying to do. We try to show the best in Israel via the most authentic way we can. Right. You know, in, in many places, it's not just the naysayers or those who object Israel or the express animosity towards Israel, but in many cases, there is a lot of ignorance about Israel. People who have no 
idea about Israel, but all that they may have heard was a negative sentence here and there, and that defines their entire perception about the state of Israel. Do you encounter much of that as well on your journeys? This is spot on. So many people, you know, it's like a, it's like a stopping light, right? You have the green ones, they're fine. Right. Okay? You have the red, we won't get there. Correct. But the orange, th- that's the that's majority. So many of them have never been to Israel. They simply don't know. They fed by media, social media, so many lies, biased information. And again, we're not saying it's not complicated, but it's far from the truth. And that's right. and, and you're right. We are actually fighting for ignorance. But again, we are trying not to be drawn to facts, to conversation about facts, conversation about information. There is right. plenty of organization that does that amazing. We want to connect on the people-to-people level. Right. Engage. See, we're not monsters. Get, Engage. Connect, we're connect not between monsters. people. Definitely. That's right. it. it. It reminds me of a sentence I once heard that somebody told me. Oh, you're Israeli, they asked. I said, yes. Why? He said, because you seem to be too smiley for it. So you never know. <laughs> you never know about people's perceptions. Nimrod, I want to ask you about that, that fabulous delegation that you brought to the U.S. You know, the joint Arab-Israeli mission that came to celebrate here. How did that come about? Where did you go? What were you trying to achieve? And did you? Yeah, so in Israelis, we realized that we cannot just work, you know, around Western countries. Uh, we had this amazing opportunity uh, with the Abraham Accords countries, and we realized we have to go there. The Arab street around the world is has no tolerance to Israel. He's learning a lot against Israel, and we have to do something in order to build new bridges. We also realized that we don't want to have another cold peace. You know, you don't see any Egyptians coming to tour Israel. Right. You don't want to see, you don't see Israelis going to Cairo. Right. Or deep into Jordan. And this is a shame. And we have peace with those countries for 40 years, 25 years. This is a real shame. And the moment we had disagreements, Israelis went there for the first delegations to the Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, in order to build new bridges to these countries. What we did in America we joined our dear partners from the AJC in order, to, like you said, showcasing to bring new leaders that talking the same language. We chose the theme of environment, tourism, culture, and we brought leaders in those fields to talk in front of these leaders, policymakers, to show that we can connect. We have new ideas to share together. Suddenly, the region is starting to talk in a new language. We wanted to share with them both our message and our vision and and definitely to support them. Hey, guys, as policymakers, as leaders, continue push for the Abraham Accords. This is working. It will take time, but it works. We believe in it. Especially with the current conversations about potential agreement with Saudi Arabia. We know that um, Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu is in at the UN this week, um, exploring meeting with foreign leaders, definitely meeting with President Biden. So that's, that topic is definitely on the table. How were you able to recruit those Bahrainis and Emiratis and Moroccans to join you? And what kind of response did you get from them when you asked them to come on the mission? So... First of all, we partner up with AJC, who works there for a long time, that have very deep connections, and they were able to bring those people. And also here in Israel is, we engage in those countries. We started to build connections, academy, academia, tourism, environment, business, 
we got to know when we started to build our own network and uh, and hey it works I want to ask you about you know how were you accepted in those meetings what kind of responses did you hear from the different communities students think tanks elected officials that you met with what was what was a surprising response for instance all of them had uh, tremendous curiosity and optimism they simply smiled throughout the whole conversation the whole meetings panels you know to see these examples of young leaders that's chose chosen to live differently for us in the Middle East it's life or death that's how we feel it's that important for us and when you come as a delegation and you talk from your heart in such an enthusiastic and passionate way it's you know it's sweeping everyone with you and we felt it we felt it in the State Department we felt it uh, in the Congress in the Senate with different people that we've met and They are all fully on board, and that's beautiful for us. It's good news for us. You know, some people claim that this delegation or the like of this delegation does not represent the reality on the ground, that this is the minority that's willing to normalize relations with Israel. How do you respond to these skeptics? We have to start somewhere. You know, when you build a bridge, you need only a point of contact. Just to start, and that's we feel that's what we are doing on our back, and not just us, more play more organizations, more companies, we are building these different bridges into those countries, and this is just the beginning. Listen, I know I understand the power of progress of the future of different business of economic. People want to connect, people want to do things together, people want to travel and get to know each other. We just need to break walls and break barriers, and it's happening. And for those who still not believe, I get you. Give us time, be with us, come visit by the way, and it will work. You know, uh, for somebody who's been working with youth, your kind of optimism and energy is not only inspiration, inspirational, but also infectious. Um, I have to say that the fact that you chose a theme rather than just create a delegation of people who come together create, must have created a great foundation for you know those interactions definitely so already within the group we have few initiatives that will start probably uh, during November it likes uh, uh, um, things they're getting to happen right you just need to connect them right you're lighting the match venues exactly and give them venues to work and do things together already in November you'll see the new uh, seeds from that uh, from that opportunity to, that we just had in America. On, on those issues of for instance environment yeah. water for instance you know in an arid region we, we, there is so much collaboration exactly. that could exist between Israel and the region that is beneficial for all peoples focusing on the common exactly one of our participants from Israel he, he founded uh, an NGO for the Dead Sea revival and you know as Dead Sea is a treasure right But you have more locations out in the Middle East that are treasure water. And we want him to connect with other people and to build new ideas around right. not just Israel saving the Dead Sea, but more locations around and the area. Share successful experiences. Um, exactly. Nimrod, I got to ask you on a personal level, how was the interaction between the participants themselves? Let's say before, during and after. Like how did you see an evolution there? Was it difficult for them to connect? Was it a bit cold at the beginning? How did that work? In the beginning, there was a bit of uh, suspicion. 
Uh, you know, it's hard when you grew up and you hear so many things about Israel. You were afraid from Israel. They were really suspicious, but they, they were, it's a bunch of really, really courage people. During, you saw the process. You know, at one point, one of the members from uh, the Emirates, from Abu Dhabi, said we were in a taxi. All of us Israelis, it, it was just a coincidence. And she was the only Amirati in the, in the taxi. Everyone is quiet after a meeting. You know, everybody's tired. It's lunch. And uh, right before lunch, and she says, I can't believe I'm in a car with Israelis. I've never imagined I would be in a car full of Israelis. What's going on? And she loved it. You know, we finished with hugs and understanding that we have now we have friendship for life. So that's what I have to say. Um, may I ask, as, where was that taxi? In D.C., in Washington, D.C., right after we meeting in the White House. And uh, that was uh, spectacular. These are the the cornerstones of actual peace and reconciliation between peoples. It's It's really encouraging to hear. You know, at the end of the day, Nimrod, a sentence I keep on hearing, and you tell me how that works. When people look at us Israelis, you know, you can sometimes get confused when you look at Israelis and Emiratis or Bahrainis. You know, who, who... who is the Arab and who is the Israeli? You know, we, we share, so many of us share common heritage. Did that come about? Was that manifest also in building bridges between the participants? Oh, definitely. I come from a Moroccan Jew home. There you go. they are amazed to understand, wait, are you a Moroccan Arab Jew? Is that a thing? <laughs> and they love it. And also, you know, we're starting to talk about language. So many words are the same. Right. Same words. And food, we were talking about food, half of the delegation. And it's so, so close to each other. So there is a lot more in common. I can just, I can, I can just imagine a town hall meeting where you're sitting on stage and the audience has to analyze and guess who's, you know, who's who, you know? Who is who? It's really terrific. You know, the kind of work that you do is very special and interesting and engaging. I'm sure so many of our viewers are looking at you and thinking to themselves, how do we know? when an Israelist delegation is arriving in our region, uh, on campus by us, or where our kids go to school, or our grandkids. So how do people get in touch with you and learn more about your activities? First of all, get into our social media accounts, our uh, website. People can approach me directly. I would love that. Uh, People can invite us to different communities. You know, we just had a delegation in Miami. Uh, This really nice retired uh, couple watched us over there and said, listen, we want to get you to Toronto, to where we are from. And they invited us to Toronto. And hey, two weeks from now, we're going to be a full week in Toronto. That's how it works. I encourage people to follow us and to connect. Uh, We would love that. Nimrod, I can't thank you enough for taking the time off of your very busy schedule to join us and to share such a wonderful initiative, especially in, in these times of the Jewish high holidays. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Imrod, and hope to see you again soon with us on JBS. And who knows, maybe next time in New York. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you. This has been a tremendous uh, episode in understanding the true realities of the Middle East. Just listening to Nimrod gives us an idea and vision and hope, not just for Israel, but for the entire region, which is very appropriate for the time that we are in. Since this is such a spectacular way to start Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, learning about these initiatives that change lives on the ground, making things better for Arabs, 
for Israelis, for the world in general. There is so much we can learn and we should all continue to strive and bring people together, focusing on all that matters to us all and everything which unites us as human beings. God knows there is so much in common between us if only we choose to look in this direction. I'd like to thank you all for watching. Stay safe and stay happy and wishing all of you Gmar Hatima Tova as we approach Yom Kippur. I'd like to thank our director, Sloan Copeland, JBS's acting CEO, Dara Golub, our technical manager, Michael Paley, transmission manager, John McDevitt, and to our wonderful producer of In The News, Carol Lilienthal. For JBS, I'm Shahar Azani. Until next time, see you soon. Shalom and Lehitraot.